Thank you so much, Pastor Vince. God's glory and goodness is increasing over all of us and for God. It's that sound. Yeah. Can somebody shut off the earphones? Lady, you, you have you, you have the earpiece, isn't it? No, I've disconnected mine. Oh, you have disconnected yours. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Anyway, yeah, it's it's, it's good now. You see, I mean, you look at how God, I mean, moves in such a power and glory that even when you are not, I mean, physically present, he's able to move over, I mean, his servant for her to, I mean, receive a word to let you know that he knows your life. He knows where you are located and he has good things in store for you. In fact, it, it, it is just, I mean, amazing and mind-boggling of the goodness of God that he is, I mean, pouring over us. Uh, I want us to, in a brief period before we continue, pray for Ghana uh, because of the word that we received and uh, which I've shared all of our various social media platforms that getting to the end, you remember when we were finishing our fast, the Lord said, getting to the end of the presidency of uh, the current uh, president, Nana Akufuado, uh, there might be a very, I mean, great upheaval in, in the country that may afflict and affect the lives of many people, that many people may die. And uh, we will want to stop any bloodshed, any demonic orchestration that is meant to engulf Ghana. We want to pray, and we're using that as as a point of contact for countries where uh, I mean various I mean uh, uh, upheavals are going on. Now it has started. I mean within Palestine and Israel. I mean uh, the Palestinians. I mean through Hamas have attacked Israel in an unprovoked manner. We we all watch it visibly, and it's almost like, I mean, they were celebrating and relishing themselves in killing, I mean, the Israelites. So, uh, and then, uh, obviously, if Israel is to respond, it's going to be catastrophic, because Israel has long-range missiles, and they can bring, I mean, Palestine to literally nothing, in to literally non-existent state. So we want to pray that using Ghana as a point of contact, that wherever the enemy is trying to seek bloodshed, innocent bloodshed, we want to pray and we want to, I mean, intervene and uh, resist it, stop it, cause the hand of God. Because when God raises his hands, no activity of demons, of principalities, of forces of darkness can invade. In that vein, then we, we are also remembering what is going on still between Russia and Ukraine. I mean, North and I mean, and, and, and Southern Sudan. I mean, we pray that all these, I mean, will be arrested in the realm of the spirit by the power of God and things will be turned around and peace and tranquility will prevail, specifically in our land. We have enjoyed a lot of peace for years. And I mean, we don't want any bloodshed. We don't want innocent lives. We don't want people to be killed. We don't want, I mean, people to die senselessly. Let's begin to pray together in the name of Jesus. Le marose te kabata le maso, manda le maso te kabata le maso te kabata le malabari ande le mashika so te kabata le mariande le ma. 
we bring your God Ghana before you God any attempt of the enemy to cause God the lives of people of God to be shuttled and blah to be shared in our land we come against it a lot in the name of Jesus Step into the land of God. Hold the hearts of people who are seeking my Lord, oh my God, because of power to render the lives of others to God useless. We come against the God, those who are God power driven, my Lord. We pray against the activities of God in the name of Jesus. We pray for your peace of God to prevail, God. Israel, my God, and Palestine, God, in the name of Jesus, northern and southern Sudan, in the name of Jesus, Makole Moria. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We will be, we will continue to pray. I mean, specifically for Ghana. He's got one year. To, to, to leave, I mean, the presidency. So we want to pray that, I mean, peace of God will prevail over the land. And also that Israel will be measured because uh, we, we don't want Israel to respond in anger uh, and, I mean, and in fury because, I mean, it will be very destabilizing and, and a lot of lives will be lost if they are to respond in anger and fury. Uh, uh, I, I want us to, I mean, throughout the week, continue to pray over this during our quiet time. And also on Friday nights, we want to take this up. Well, I mean, we, we thank God for, I mean, uh, the opportunity given to us to continue to engage with him in, in his majesty. Uh, I, I want to uh, still, I've paused on the teaching on curses. I'll come back to it. And uh, I want us to, because uh, during our fasting, we're talking about our assignments in God, knowing and fulfilling our assignments. I think for for two Sundays, uh, the, the, I mean, the, the days that I was around, I emphasized about being careful of a misplaced purpose misplaced purpose and today I, I want us to to continue you know I, we, I used a very strong emphasis about the fact that Adolf Hitler because of misplaced although he was an excellent soldier but because of a misplaced purpose led to I mean the killing of I mean six million Jews and five million I mean people from other nationalities which, I mean, is, and I, I highlighted to you about, I mean, roads that leads nowhere. There are roads in our lives that if we get ourselves on it, it's going to lead us nowhere. Initially, it will seem like you are uh, having fun, but it will be a road to nowhere because it seems right to man, but the end is ways of death. 
So we, we don't want us to shift our purpose, I mean, to a road that leads nowhere. We want to be sure that, I mean, uh, our lives will count significantly unto, I mean, unto God, unto ourselves, unto our church, unto our countries, and unto our families. So that, and because that is the reason why we've been created, and that's the reason why you have breath in you, and that is the reason why you are talented and gifted the way you are gifted, and that is the reason why God opens various opportunities for you. Notice that every good thing can also be abused, but then make sure that your life is put to effective use to bring glory to the name of Almighty God. Today, I want to continue on a still purpose. I want us to look at causes for not finding purpose in life. What are the causes that lead people not to find their purpose in God? It's a very short message and I'll continue to exhaust on purpose because that is the reason why we are still alive. We are alive because you have a reason to live. I mean, if you look at that simple definition of purpose, it's the reason why you are in existence. You're very why for existence. You're very why you were sent here. The very reason why God brought you here or uh, let's say life, I mean, has been bequeathed to you for a reason and for a purpose. And, and, and that is your why. And your why must be fulfilled. So causes for not finding your why in life. Causes for not finding your purpose in life. You see, in, in, in the Bible, there was this king. I mean, it was the son of David. David, I mean, son called Solomon, gave himself to various endeavors in life. And in all those pursuits, he pursued power, he pursued abundant living, he pursued materialism, he pursued pleasure. And and also he pursued intellectualism. After pursuing all these things, He came to the realization and the conclusion that life that is lived under the sun, and he he used that phrase a lot, and I just want to highlight it because I think I've shared, I've I've spoken about that before. That anytime that you read the Bible, especially in Ecclesiastes, and it says that life under the sun, life under the sun is talking about life that we live without God. Life lived without God. Life lived without the input of God. Life lived without the guidance of God. Life lived without the wisdom of God. Life lived without the light of God. Yes, you can live because he has given you life already. And you you can choose your life to do whatever you want to do. But then after all these pursuits without God, he intentionally put God aside and pursued all these things. And after his pursuit, he came to the conclusion that all those pursuits without God is vanity. That means it's empty. That means he's chasing the wind. Because he realized that in his pursuit of pleasure, at times he, he, he went round and round and round and round and he realized that pleasure in itself without God doesn't satisfy. 
And these are deep ways of famine, of pondering and of thinking about, about life. Because why? You are looking at it from the angle and the perspective of God. If you want to be just, I mean, just frivolous, you say, ah, pleasure is pleasure. But then pleasure, <laughs> pleasure, she leads to something. But if pleasure doesn't lead to anything in your life, then it means that your life is being lived without God. So I, I want us to read for our uh, uh, main scriptures. I want us to read Ecclesiastes chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. Ecclesiastes chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. He says, there is an evil. This is uh, Solomon. I mean, under the influence of the Holy Spirit. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun, and it is common among men. A man to whom God has given riches and wealth and honor, so that he lacks nothing for himself of all he desires. Yet God does not give him power to eat of it, but a foreigner consumes it. This is vanity. And it is an evil affliction. In a sense, he's trying to say that if with the life that God has given to you, because life begins from God, you pursue all these things. But if it is not significant in the direction of God, you will end up leaving all these things for the consumption of the enjoyment of somebody who doesn't care about God. And he says this leads to vanity. Please reflect over. They are very deep pondering thoughts that we need to think about if we want to make any significant impact in our lives. Let's look at Matthew. Matthew chapter 7 it's a very short piece tonight, uh, today, this morning, but I, I wanted to impress on your heart so strong. In another rendering in the New Testament, Jesus speaks in Matthew 7, verse 13 and 14. He says, Enter by the narrow gate, for the wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in it because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. That is the life of God. And there are few who find it. Again, this is, this is almost like a, another rendering of what Solomon was saying that purposeless life, a life lived without the guidance and the direction of God leads virtually to a place of destruction. And Jesus speaks the same thing. This is God prompting your heart, prompting my heart for us to put the things we give ourselves to, the things we pursue on his scales. That if they are placed on the scales of God, if they are placed in view of what God is seeking to do here on earth, would they actually measure up or would they end up being a journey 
on the Broadway that leads to destruction? Or are we going to ponder and weigh everything so that our actions, our activities, our pursuits will be meaningful because it is pursued on the narrow way. The narrow way is the way of God. The narrow way is life lived in view of the mind of God. And life lived in view of the guidance of God. And this is what God is trying to bring to your attention and to my attention. That life can be lived without finding the main reason why that particular life was created. I'm going to give you a couple of, I mean, opposites. Opposite, two, two opposite actions or life of opposite actions. And then I'll leave you to ponder over how you want to approach life. People don't find, I mean, their pursuit, uh, their purpose in life because at times, they are seeking to be happy. Not, not what I'm saying carefully. Seeking to be happy. Not seeking to be holy. We always say that happiness, from the biblical perspective, is dependent on things around us. But the joy of the law springs from inner peace. Springs from the stability of the life of God that he has established in you. If all that your life is focusing on is just about things surrounding you to be just happy. Then you will sacrifice a life of holiness. So... Are you seeking to be happy or are you seeking to be holy? When I use holiness here, I'm talking about holiness in the sense that your life reflects God. Your life reflects what God is seeking to do. That is holiness. Reflecting the life of God. And I always say it this way because at times people use happiness and joy interchangeably if you want to use it on the, on the face value. In that sense, you, you, I mean, you, you may say that happiness and, 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 um, and joy. But then when you go to the biblical I mean, explanation of happiness, happiness is just, I mean, dependent upon, I mean, being surrounded by, I mean, <laughs> let's say fanciful things. To the neglect of God. But then in the biblical sense. If you seek a holy living. Which is the life of God. Joy unspeakable. Springs from your inside. And this joy unspeakable. Can never be disturbed by anything that goes on. Whether negative. Or destructive around you. Because. The joy you have in you. It is embedded in you by. The life of God. Which cannot be destroyed by anything. That is why at times we sing that I've got joy that God has given to me. That no man can destroy. And this is the joy that God wants to embed in you as you seek your purpose in life. 
saints of God. Let's come to a place where every action, every step, every behavior is scrutinized. You see, at times, I, I look at it, if you're not careful, people who don't have that, I mean, the mind of God, as I preach about the other time. If you don't have the mind of God, when we are talking about it in this way, you think that, oh, then it's going to be so heavy. I'm going to be deprived of, no, 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 no. You'll not be deprived of anything. Even you will make more meaning of life when you approach it the way of God. Life will be more meaningful and you can enjoy it fully to the fullest when you approach it the way of God. May we not in any way not find our purpose in life. The second cause of at two opposites again, which can deprive people from, I mean, finding their purpose, is seeking to be religious in church. And note this carefully. Seeking to be religious in church. You can be very religious. Even in praying in tongues, you can be religious. You can be religious in the way you handle the Bible, quoting and everything. You can be religious in the way you do the things of God. If it is done, not totally to bring honor to God, not totally to deprive ourselves and to let ourselves go and to let the kingdom grow in us, then it becomes mere religious exercise. Do you know that at a point in time in the life of the Jewish, the, covenant, the early covenant people, God was, could tell them that even your fastings, I don't take delight in them. Your, your feast and your celebrations, I don't take delight in And the question is, how can they come to a point where religious activities will be repugnant to God? And this is the question I'm trying to set ahead of us. God has an agenda. Whatever we do must fit into the agenda of God. To fulfill a heartbeat of God. Please, let's come to a place where we will not just go through the service without the service going through us. It has become a personal habit that anytime that I'm prompted or when I listen to a teaching and I'm so much impressed upon, I quickly go on my knees and I talk to God and I say, God, do a work in me. I've not fully arrived. There is more in my life that I need to change. There is more in me that I need to let go so that I can hold on to that which you apprehended me for. You have been apprehended for something specific. To apprehend means laying hand on. God has laid his hand on you that you with God will also lay your hands on something for the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Judge, if not, I've been, I've, I watch, I watch various, I'm not, you see the prophetic spirit at times can be a bit of, I mean, I mean, probing and everything, which is, I mean, but, but, but it's good for us to probe and, and check. I watch various Christian activities and even I reflect on, I go back and I reflect on things that we've done and everything. And I, I reflect and I'm like, God, were we just doing it? 
because we felt we needed to do it or we did it because you wanted us to do it. And this is how it should be. If the gathering becomes a gathering, just for gathering's sake, we may go through all that we go through as a church, but still not touch God. Let's be careful so that our seeking will not be just religious exercise. Here, our seeking should be to do what? To grow in relationship with Christ. Everything we do should, should, should propel us in our growth, in our relationship. And this is what will lead you to find your purpose in life, in God. If it becomes just seeking to be religious in church, you will not find your purpose. You will not find your purpose in Christ. But if it becomes a seeking to grow in relationship with Christ, your purpose will be unfolded visibly, openly, and tangibly. And that is what should be our goal and our focus. Three, are we seeking cultural Christianity? If you seek cultural Christianity, you may, you will not find your purpose. Cultural, what do I mean by cultural Christianity? It's almost become almost like a lifestyle. I'm, I'm going to use, I mean, uh, especially uh, the African-Americans for you. The African-Americans, excuse me, we all know, I mean, the history. I don't want to go too much into it. I mean, anyway, let me say this. I mean, clearly, all people with uh, skin color like my skin, we are all from Africa. Just that history and certain circumstances. Because, I mean, God places there. I mean, because of, I mean, our geographical location and then the intensity of the sun. And then he gave us this skin so that we can live there. It is purely geographical and climatic. I mean, I mean, uh, 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 phenotype. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, uh, disposition of God to us so that we can live within our environment and, I mean, enjoy and mix. And as, as people move away, further away north from the equator, I mean, our, your skin color changes because the weather becomes cold and cold and cold. And I mean, so the, the difference in skin colors, I mean, by and large, is for our geographical, I mean, adaptability and suitability. It is not for any significance or any... <laughs> so, I mean, anyway, so, I mean, let, let, let's put it this way. Uh, people were taken from their, I mean, their motherlands and then they were, I mean, uh, without going into the details, in inhumane conditions were, I mean, cutted about and taken to various places. But then, you know, because, I mean, the African-Americans were, were sub obviously subjected to, I mean, inhumane treatment. I mean, I mean, the, the lynchings, I mean, the killings, I mean... And and then various things, I mean, that you can think of. They develop a system of survival in the plantations. And the system of survival in the plantations was to worship God. To sing to, Initially, it was seeking God for the strength of God. But as they went on and on, and also the reading of the Bible, I mean, it, it became almost like a culture to them. Because they were uprooted from their culture. 
When, so the, the Bible and the songs and things became almost like a culture. That is why now, you, you, if you meet a lot of the African Americans, most of them may not be going to church. But still, they know the Bible very well. Because it has become a culture to them. That is what we call cultural Christianity. Somebody say Amen. I'm not hearing you. Say Amen. Yeah, it became a culture, a culture of survival. They used it to survive. And so now it's, it's like their hearts are uh, separated from, from God. And at times it's not about biblical Christians. I'm not saying all of them, but majority. Uh, yeah, and, and, and now it's getting into Africa as well. Because, I mean, most Africans now think that uh, maybe uh, a prayer uh, uh, if you pray, God will listen to you. So now some of them are making, um, I mean, prayer almost as a culture. It's not a spiritual thing anymore. And when it becomes like that, that is why they are gathering around and they are just, even their, their choice of uh, the words they are using in prayer are more like, I mean, uh, more like witchcraft. They are trying to tie people. They are t- trying to bind the minds of people. You can't bind the mind of people. It is witchcraft that can do that. So, I mean, it is becoming cultural Christianity. I mean, but what God, that will lead us to find our purpose is what we call biblical Christianity. Say biblical Christianity. Let me hear you. Say biblical Christianity. Biblical Christianity. Hello. Let me hear you, everybody. Say biblical Christianity. Hi. Biblical Christianity. Yeah. Let's all say it together. Say biblical Christianity. Biblical Christianity. Yeah. Biblical Christianity is doing it the way God wants us to do it. The culture of the Bible. The culture of the Bible transcends every culture in this world. It is God's culture that is given to humanity. And that is why he has given us his word. So that we can grow out of our fallen cultures and embrace his culture so that we can become one significant people. The church is a one entity of bearing the nature of God. These things are things that if you don't open your mind deeply, you may not not get it. But it, it is the truth of finding our purpose in life. That we should be careful of not seeking cultural Christianity. And now even in America, among the Caucasians, you know what they are now doing? They are doing what they call uh, uh, national Christianity. National Christianity. They, when when they, they want to nationalize Christianity, that means so many people will not get born again. And they think that once I'm a Caucasian and born in America... Then it means I'm a Christian. No, you, 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 you cannot be a Christian because you're a Caucasian and you are born in America. You only become a Christian because your heart is circumcised. Amen. Please, we are hearing you. Be careful. <laughs> we can hear everything you're talking about. Anyway, you see, you, you don't become a Christian because you are born Caucasian and you are American. Because of that, that is why Trump has 
I mean, and, and uh, some of the so-called, I mean, evangelicals are trying to form another form of national, I mean, Christian. There's nothing like national Christianity. It is spiritual Christianity through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, which is for all people all over the world. So uh, we, we need to be very careful that it, we, we don't begin to see God through cultural Christianity. That is what I've written in, in my pamphlet that is coming out, which I think I've sent you, most of you, uh, to explain those concepts and all, also to ask the world to repudiate, I mean, things that are affecting humanity, uh, which are causing other people to think that they have the right to go and kill other people because other people are not of value like themselves. This pillage and this has affected the world for years and it has to be changed. It's all because of cultural Christianity. This has happened in history a lot of times. I mean, it's not, it has happened, I mean, within, I mean, the, during the time of the Inquisition, during the time of the Crusades, where they thought that, I mean, uh, they had to fight and conquer people to become Christians. It started from the time of Constantine. Constantine meant well. He became, he became born again genuinely. And he thought that he, he needed to force people. So that it becomes a cultural Christianity. But Jesus came and he did not fight people. He told them, my kingdom is not of this earth. So Jesus' way is winning the hearts. Circumcising our hearts. And then we becoming born again. So that we join the family of God. It is being born again that we join the family of God. This is something that when we miss it, everything will be just, I mean, something that we are just doing on the face value. So we need to be very careful about seeking cultural Christianity or seeking biblical Christianity. Biblical Christianity is the way that God has enacted and that is through Jesus Christ by heart circumcision. If your heart is not circumcised, it doesn't matter the good intentions you have. You cannot live the life of God. You cannot fully live the life of God. Your heart has to be circumcised. And this is what we call biblical Christianity. So if you want to find your purpose, you want to be very careful that you are following biblical Christianity. What does the Bible say? What is the Bible teaching? When we talk about biblical Christianity, we are talking about what the Bible is teaching about certain things. What does the Bible teach? Like I, I always say that there are so many things the Bible say, but the Bible doesn't teach it. The Bible says so many things to teach certain things. And what the Bible teaches is what God wants us to know and do. Not what just he's saying or he's saying in the Bible. That is why we cannot have any national Christianity or cultural Christianity anywhere. It has to be biblical Christianity if you want to find the purpose of God. Four, some want to dwell on external do's and don'ts. External do's and don'ts. As much as in the covenant, there are so many things God will require us to do, our do's and don'ts should not precede our spiritual work with God. If you think you can do's and don'ts, will please God and let God 
I mean, that is why so many people are now thinking that, oh, maybe I don't need to get born again, or I don't need to get filled with the Spirit. I can just go and give clothing to some people. As much as these things are good, it cannot replace the first things you have to do. It is after your heart is circumcised that when God leads you to give something to somebody, it makes meaning in the sight of God. I think today is very deep. Are you getting it? Bless you. I don't want you to miss it because it's quite loaded. So if you are not careful, excuse me. I know that you are are amazingly intelligent and you are amazingly in tune with the Holy Spirit. And I mean, you allow the Holy Spirit to break it down for your consumption. If you have to later on go back and listen to the podcast and even come back to me and ask questions for me to. Because if we do anything here on earth and we miss the reason why we're created, if you are not careful, we'll be like Adolf Hitler. All that we do will not mean anything. It will be vanity, just as Solomon said. It will be chasing of the wind, just as Jesus said, that there is a way, but many people are on it and it's leading to destruction. These things can be very confusing, but this is the essence of biblical Christianity. That is not my way, but your way, as Jesus said. Because Jesus was grappling with the will of the Father. The reason why, look at how Satan went to him, trying to negotiate with him to find a way around the purpose of God. And Jesus made it clear, my meat is to do the Father's will and to finish it. At times, doing the will of God can be difficult, can be hard, can be painful, can be enduring, can be long. To the natural mind can be confusing and can be misinterpreted by a lot of people. But then, if you know that, you know that, you know that this is what God has set ahead of me, you give yourself to it and you pursue it with all tenacity. So it is not so much about external do's and don'ts. If it becomes external do's and don'ts, then it means that we are just doing it on the face value. It is rather internal obedience of heart. Internal obedience of heart. That when you get to know the biblical way, the way that you can work on to establish your relationship with Christ and grow in it, you say within yourself that no matter what, I will obey what God is whispering to me within my inside. What he whispers to us within at times, as I always say, can be very difficult. But he will not give you anything above you that you cannot do. So as he whispers to us, let us have the desire to obey him internally and to do what he wants us to do. Number five, it is human approval versus God's approval. If you seek human approval, human beings can approve you, but then God may not be approving you. So if you want to find your purpose in God, in life, and to make the impact that you are supposed to make here on earth, let it be that your life is lived 
not for human approval, but for God's approval. There are times that man may not approve you, but you may be at the very center of God's will and God may be applauding and nodding for you. So let it be that your heart of heart will be to seek God's approval. This is the way to find your purpose. And the opposite is the way why a lot of people don't find their purpose in God. At times, people go their personal will. They choose their personal will as against the will of God, which I've uh, taught you about it for a long time. So we want to be very careful. Finally, you want to be very careful. Number seven, not to live for present gain, but to live for eternal values. Not just for present gain, but for eternal values. Things that are of eternal values will survive this life and continue into the life that is to come. And that is why we need to live pursuing eternal values. And all these are taught clearly in the word of God. He says, if you be dead and risen with Christ, set your affections on things above, not on things below. Your affections must be set on things of eternal value. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18 makes it crystal clear. Whereas we don't look at the things which are seen, for the things which are seen are yet but temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Life springs forth from the spiritual world and gains influence over the physical. Please be very careful that your significance as you are pursuing the purpose of God for your life, your significance will not be in possessions. Your significance will not be in popularity. Your significance will not be in power. Rather, your significance will be in things of eternal value. God bless you. And God strengthen you. Amen. Before 